Urban Dictionary defines romantic comedy as the most vile, insipid, sanity-destroying, horrible genre in the history of film. Respectfully, we disagree. I'm Mia. I'm Samantha. And this is... You Rom-Complete Me! Did it in one. Pew, pew, pew! Doesn't always happen in one. And I didn't even need notes that time. I just remembered it. I'm very proud of you. 32 episodes in, I can just remember it. It's funny because sometimes when me and I do library programs together and we introduce ourselves... There is <laughs> yes. an in, like an inclination in our souls to be like, and this is you, Rom Complete Me. But we yes. can't because we're working with youth and they don't understand. Some of them listen to the podcast. Some, Some of my of teens too. do listen and I What did they call it the other day? Our sitcom? They called it a sitcom. <laughs> They're like, I listen to your sitcom. It's kind of like a we sitcom. We are a sitcom. We should be a sitcom. And so is Sleepless in Seattle. Oh my God. No, Sleepless in Seattle is a rom-com, baby. I know. A 1993 film starring Meg Ryan, the queen of rom-coms, and uh, also Tom Hanks is there. Great. Love it. And a little boy. (laughs) And a little boy named Jonah. A little boy named Jonah, who's trying to get his dad a new wife after his mom tragically dies. And uh, he uses, does that. Uses the radio by using the radio, which Guys, some people might not know. Knock knock. Who's how there? It works. It's the 1990s when radio was still a thing. Before mm-hmm. podcasts were even a twinkle in anybody's eye. Exactly. So he gets his dad on this radio show, and thousands of women across America are immediately smitten with this man mm-hmm. who loved his dead wife so much. And one of those women is Meg Ryan, who works at the Baltimore Sun, a newspaper where she is happily engaged to Bill Pullman. Yes. Perfectly Walter, good, delightful Bill Pullman. Delightful man. Perhaps a bit boring, but delightful. And she sort of embarks on this quest for knowledge and obsession, if you will, with finding out more about this man. Just to make sure that he's not the one for her. She feels like he, he is her soulmate just because of the way they connect over certain things. Yeah. He says things on the radio that she's saying in real life. Mm. It seems like they might vibe. She writes a letter and sends it to them in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom Hanks' son opens it and gets obsessed. She asks them to meet her at the top of the Empire State Building on Valentine's Day, referencing an affair to a member with Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr. And it all sort of goes hooey from there. Hooey. Yes, it does. And yeah. And yeah. And they have a happily ever after. Spoiler. H-E-A-M-F-E-O. Made for each other. It's like us. Yep. That's from the movie. It is. There's a little girl in this film. Who, Jessica. Who is fabulous. We love she Jessica. Um, but is this movie a rom-com? Hell yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's got a very sad opening. There's it's pretty melancholy Starts at a, a funeral. It's sad. A lot of it deals with grief and bereavement and, yeah, you know. It starts at a funeral, funeral and then it fast forwards about 18 months. Yeah. Though it's still quite sad because there's a well, dead yeah. mom. A dead don't widower. Just, like, up and get no, over their dead of spouse. of course they shouldn't. You know, even though Meg Ryan is there. No, she's not there She's yet. not there. But she's like, in even Baltimore. Even though she's in, she's in the, the nether sphere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the comedy is a lot of the son trying to get the father right. to get a new wife. Yeah. Um, and to get him to New York to meet Annie. Um, yes. The woman who wrote to to them. Mm-hmm. Played by Meg Ryan. Played by Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a contentious question. What about that meet cute? 
So, one might say there's multiple meet-cutes in this film. One might say the only meet-cute that matters is the very last scene of the movie, which is so but funny But that fresh. is not the first time they saw but each other. But is it the first time that they meet? I mean, they both say hi to each other in their second meet-cute. I'm going to tell you that the internet strongly disagrees with you. Okay, so... Because <laughs> I hear, I looked up many listicles me out. of the best meet-cutes, and every time here. they talk about Sleepless in Seattle, they talk about the scene on the top okay. of the Empire State oh, Right, oh, right. Nobody's I, talking about how she almost gets run over by a truck. Although they should, because that was bananas. That was bananas. So they see each other, like, four total times in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meg Ryan is crazy and flies <laughs> from crazy. Baltimore to Seattle and kind of spies on father and son while they're mm-hmm. at the beach hanging out, having a good time. Because she needs to meet this man. She needs to know him. Listen, sometimes you have a job that lets you be a little bit creepier than you probably could be in real life. And you have to use the perks of your job. If this film was made in 2019, she would have stalked him on the internet and it would have been perfectly fine. Facebook. We stalk people all the time. Facebook. In a perfectly legal way. LinkedIn.com. Yes. That's why I have my little tracker thing off. You know, you can make that setting where no one can... Because LinkedIn, if you look at somebody's profile, it will tell them that you specifically looked unless you turned it off. So I turned that shit right off. It told me to be your friend on LinkedIn. It's like you're a new connection. It's probably like they work together. (laughs) They're friends. They do a podcast. Can we put the podcast on our LinkedIn? Oh, shit. Can we put the podcast on our LinkedIn? It's a very cool extracurricular activity. You know what's going on my resume for whenever I have to find a new job. yes. So. Podcast. Podcast. Anyway, meet cute. Meet cute. So, okay, I'm just going to describe the four times they meet, sure. and then you decide, you, you listener, for you yourself. Listener. So I talked about she spies on him when they're on the beach. Number two, she goes to talk to him um, and his son. The airport. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. So, the, so there's a bunch of times when they okay. cross paths. So Tom Hanks is talking to his son about how you don't just see a person and fall madly in love with them. And then he Mm -hmm. sees Meg Ryan get off a plane and he is madly in love with her and tries to follow her through a crowd and can't. Yes. Okay. Then she spies on them at the beach. Then they see each other in person for the first time when she goes to cross the street to talk to him. Uh, His sister shows up who is played by Rita Wilson, who is Tom Hanks' wife in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she doesn't cross the street. But a car almost runs her over. The noise attracts Tom Hanks' attention. They stare at each other. He's like, it's you. And he says, hi. And then she says, hi. And then she runs away and flies all the way back to Baltimore. And then finally. Well, hold on. I have one more to add. What about when she hears him on the radio? Well, yes. The meet cute of. The of audio. her hearing yes. his voice. Well, that's the whole thing. All of this that's, up against when that's they where meet it all started. and touch hands and become electric on the top of the Empire State Building. Okay. And fall in love madly, deeply, because of the man on the Empire State Building. New York, New York. Start spreading the news. I'm just so tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, it's up to you. I mean, it really is the last one. It's the Let first time they truly and that's meet. that's so fun. That's like a it fun Benjamin fun. Button flip. It doesn't, yeah, it's the not meet at cute the happens at the end of the beginning, and then the they film. slowly, you know, it's they slowly build, and then it's at the end. I mean, I would say it's like, like ultimate meet cute. Like the other ones are, are like, you know, mini meet cutes, like building mm-hmm. up to the giant meet cute. Okay. Not even mini meet cutes, but just like little like cutes, cutes or meets. 
<laughs> some are cute, some are meats, some together. It's it becomes it's a charcuterie the giant, board. It becomes the transformer of a meat cube. It's a char- charcuterie board of of a meat cube. So it's like some cheese, yes. a little cracker Without action. All those other the pieces. Grapes, they come together. It wouldn't work as well. The puzzle pieces to a great meat Boom. cube. You're right. Yeah, it really it is the end one. But Don't I just, email us. We figured it out. <laughs> how about whether this could happen in real life? Could it fly? Would it fly? Oh, boy, Should oh, boy, it fly? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Will it fly? Won't um, it fly? Shall yeah, it fly? Just, Can it fly? Okay. <laughs> it just, it feels like magical realism. A lot of the stuff that happens in this movie is sort of like, huh, that doesn't seem like it could really happen. You know? Particularly since, uh, like, the fact that she hears him, the fact that she, like, has the opportunity to talk about it at work and then, like, go out to find him and that they, like, see each other and have a spark. Sparks are If it happened in 2019, it would definitely be internet-derived. She would see his videos on YouTube. There would be some sort of podcast nonsense happening. I was just talking about generally. I just don't, I don't think this is. I don't know. fly across the country to follow a voice? Crazy people do. Mm. Mm. All right, but but I'm saying that in 2019 she would would be be, she wouldn't have to fly across the country to see him. She would get all the information she needed from the internet. Technology during the film, she's doing research at work on this very old computer with like the most basic technology and getting details about his wife's funeral and about where he lives and he's an architect. She could find. That times 20 on the internet now. She'd find his Facebook, his Instagram, yeah. his YouTube channel. She wouldn't have to fly across the country to see him because there would be so much True. media surrounding him. Yeah. BuzzFeed would be on him. Stranger danger, I don't think, would let this happen either. An eight-year-old just flies across the country by himself and then, like, gets in a cab at one of the New York City airports, probably LaGuardia, and then goes, because they don't care about anybody, and then goes to the Empire State Building and spends an entire February day on the top of the Empire State Building, and no one says anything to him. I mean, I that definitely That shit's think, not going to happen in 2019. I definitely think Jonah could have gotten across country much easier, but he probably, someone would have stopped them before that. Know. He could have bought the tickets. He just probably waltzed on that plane. Now you need, like, two forms of ID to get on the that's plane. That's true. That's true. You know? This shit's not happening okay, now. Okay. He could talk- I'm not going to be sleepless would, in Seattle. He would Uber across the country. <laughs> I'm going to be devastated in Detroit. You couldn't think of a C1? I could have said where we actually are, but then I was like, no, don't give that secret away. Stalkers. I think, stranger I think danger. we've talked about that before. The state we're in? Oh, I thought I was going to do the town. No. That's I was going to say, devastated. you're crusty in Connecticut. That's me. <laughs> My nickname and where I am right now at work. Crusty in Connecticut. Crusty <laughs> in Connecticut. I'm going to change your name on my phone to that. That, that crusty B. Anyway. <laughs> Does it fly real life? <laughs> You People decide. don't fall in love in real life you at decide. first sight. Email us. And also <laughs> the fact, the implications, the movie ends, uh, they finally meet in person, they have a magical connection, and then they mm-hmm. go down the elevator together, and I guess... And who the hell knows what happens. We don't know what happens next, but Did the it age well? viability of them staying together <laughs> just seems improbable. We'll talk about that later. Right now we're talking about aged, like a cheese. It's 26 well, years old. Well, I wasn't done talking, and you I'm just sorry, interrupted me. It's because we're going to talk about it later. Okay. I don't want to spoil the the later question. Okay, okay. Did it age well? It's 26 years old. I mean, 
It's probably there in grad was, school. There was some. It, it doesn't have to be in grad school. Maybe grad school is not the true. automatic thing people that's have to do. That's where I was. It's all about me. I know it is, bud. <laughs> uh, I mean, men are a bit rude to women in this film. Yeah. A bit sassy. Nora, what were you up to? Definitely wasn't as feminist as it could be. Yeah. Men are trash. They're always dumping on women about them Mm -hmm. loving affairs to remember (laughs) or about falling in love with a man's voice on the radio. They're just crusty. They're crusty men. Crusty Crusty old men. Um, It was, I looked it up about the did it age well, the Newsweek thing that they kept quoting. So throughout the movie, they say that it's, Easier for a woman to be killed, or more likely, rather, for a woman to be killed by a terrorist than to fall in love over the age of 40. Mm-hmm. And they keep repeating this over and over and over again. And Nora, if you're listening from heaven, you should have fit in a line about where that came from. Because us two millennials who were not paying attention to the news in 1993 because we were small children um, had no idea what the hell was happening. And I was like, that has to be a reference Great to something. And so I looked it up. I'm proud yeah. of you, bud. It was a Newsweek thing. And it was, oh, they tore it apart because it was fake. Yeah. Then it's fake now. None of it's real. Yeah. That whole article was bad, apparently, wow. from when I very briefly I read. mean, the fact that she stalks him across the country is not great. Not great. Uh, yeah. No. I've done more with less, but like. I know, but still. We can call it our problematic behavior. Like, using your job, like, to fly you out for oh. an article. Across the country. I mean, if I could get the library to fly me out across the country to fall in love, please. A perk. <laughs> Glad nobody from the library listened to this podcast, I'm bud. I'm obviously joking. They all know that I'm joking. She's not joking. <laughs> they all know that I'm, like, so funny, so fresh. You're Making already jokes. in love. It's fine. With it's me. True. With you. I don't need a husband. Anywho. Did it age well? Eh. Yeah, if they I'm were going to reboot it, it, I'm gonna it would gonna be very different. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Okay. Oh, interesting. Neutral. Interesting. On the Likert scale of life, neutral. Oh, my God. How about next? Another question. Did you fall in love while watching this movie? Yes. Everybody is charming. Yeah. Bill Pullman is charming. Yeah. The disposable fiance, Bill Pullman. So handsome. So fun. And he's supposed to be like a wet bag of bread, but he's great. <laughs> I don't know. A sack of old moldy potatoes, that yeah. Bill Pullman. He's like so, he's supposed to like be like bland and weird because he has food allergies. Wow. He would fit right in in today's America. Everybody's got a food allergy nowadays. He is allergic to wheat bread, but not white bread. Puzzle me that. Bitch, there's wheat and white bread. <laughs> I cannot believe Nora Ephron didn't know that. Anywho. Yeah, we loved Meg Ryan. We loved Tom Hanks. Jonah and Jessica. Jonah and Jessica, the little scamps. Precocious kids who try to make this love happen. I love them. They're great. Everyone was great in this movie. Everyone was great in this movie. Though Meg Ryan was not great to Bill Putnam in this movie. That's true. That can be. He took it very well. I know, but was it accurate? I don't don't know. know. Are you rethinking your life after we watched this film? Um, I want what Rosie says. What does Rosie say? Well, she gets upset. She says to Meg Ryan that you don't want to be in love. You want to be in love in a movie. Yeah. And that's accurate. That I don't want true. to be in love. I want to be in a movie where I'm yeah. in love. Yeah. I want it to be Where's cinematic. I want fireworks in the background. I want music swelling. Where's I Colin want... Hanks? It's a better reach I for me. I <laughs> love Colin Hanks. Such Colin a handsome man. Mm-hmm. 
He's yeah. married and he has a kid. He's married to a Samantha, though. God, maybe you could trick She's him. a publicist. Into thinking that it's They already you. have children. I think it's too late All for right. me. Don't, doesn't Tom Hanks and Reed Wilson have another son who also looks like Colin Hanks? There's an article about it that came out recently that's like another mini-me. I thought he was like kind of dark and brooding and like in a, in a heavy metal band. I feel like I saw a picture recently where he wasn't... Well, he Samantha's looked cute. He up. looked so cute. I'm also going to say that if anyone would like to look at me like Tom Hanks looks at Meg Ryan when she gets off a plane, I would love that because I always look like trash when I get off a plane and I just want someone to think that I look beautiful even when I look like trash. She's smiling. Did you find him? Oh, hold on, hold on. There's like multiple brothers. Wow. There's I so think his Hanks's. name is Truman Theodore Hanks. I keep getting a picture for Chet Hanks. Oh, Chet Hanks. He's the one I know. He's the one that's, no, Truman Hanks is, like, super cute. Right. Not, no offense to Chet if you're listening. Truman Hanks, if you're listening to this podcast. Look at him. Oh, he is cute. How old is he? He's born in 1995. Oh, a reach. Okay. We, we can, can make do that, that happen. And look, there's a little gay pride flag in the background of this photo. Mm. That's so nice. Maybe he doesn't want to marry us then. Well, maybe he's just a... An ally. An ally. Yeah, he's Who's 23 he years old. Could also not be his flag. Yeah, here's a picture with him with his dad. I know these people can't see these pictures, but whatever. He's oh, so cute. I'll have to send you Look later. Look up Truman Theodore Hanks, listeners. You won't be sorry. I'll post a picture on Instagram. Okay. On I'll, Instagram? Sorry, not Instagram, on Twitter. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Mia likes Stay to... Stay in your lane. <laughs> Mia likes to control things, and she likes to control the Instagram. The Instagram is my carefully curated collection. I help give you ideas for the Instagram. pictures. I know, but I have to curate them. Okay, I'm just saying I'm gonna that I do help. I'm going to get a new phone so I can have a better camera. I'm going to start taking the pictures for the Instagram with my DSLR and putting them up. It's going to be great. It's so extra. I hate it. Okay. Do you have a favorite quote? Um, yeah, and it's funny because it was from the same t- scene, uh, the quotes I liked. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Rob Reiner is a character in this movie, Surprise. by the way. So is David Hyde Pierce. Surprise. So is Victor Garber. Surprise. Uh, so is Nora Ephron's voice at one point. That's true. Surprise. <laughs> uh, so anyway, lots of fun little cameos. Uh, but... Tom Hanks is trying to get back out on the dating field. So mm-hmm. he's talking to his coworker friend, Rob mm-hmm. Reiner. And uh, uh, he talks about how... <laughs> he's been out of the game so he's long. Been out of the he's game like, so doesn't long. even know what women like. And so... And Rob Reiner is like, they like a cute butt. And he's like, "All you can't turn <laughs> on the true. news without hearing a woman talking about how much she likes a butt. And Love he goes, butt. how's my butt? And Rob Reiner like picks up the back of his jacket in the middle of the street. And then we go oh, Pike Place Market. Butt. He looks at his butt. And he's like, you got a cute butt. And then they go inside and have lunch. And uh, he's talking about all the different things about, you know, women. You know, they set the dates. And you're going to have to go 50-50. If you want to pay the full thing, they're going to write an article about you in the Seattle newspaper. Mm-hmm. They're going to want tiramisu. And Tom Hanks is like, wait, what's tiramisu? And he's like, he's like, you're going to have to do it. You're going to love it. And he's like, the woman's going to want me to do tiramisu to her. And I'm not going to know what it is. And it's like, hun, it's a cake, treat, dessert. Yeah. It defies all logic. I have made tiramisu before for my wife for her birthday. It was my favorite treat of all time. Wow. A little treat for your little treat. (laughs) (laughs) She texts me that sometimes when she thinks I need a treat. It's very nice of her. I try. Anywho, speaking of treats... This movie was a real treat in the rom-com beyond, say, it's <laughs> You did it! You did it for me! 
my little treat. <laughs> he lives on a floating house in Seattle, which is pretty amazing. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're all over the country. They're all over the country. They're in Chicago. They're in Seattle. They're in Baltimore. They're in New York City. The music was very great. It gave me a Parent Trap vibe because, like, Nat King Cole is there, Louis Armstrong, Harry Connick Jr., like, all those, like, standards people. And Nora put it, standards sung by unlikely people. Something for everyone, but with a twist. I love that. I like that. Love so that, that like, her. vibe was there. It also has a lot of We're very good trap next holiday <laughs> theming to it. You know, True. it starts on Christmas Eve. There's Christmas. There's Valentine's Day. Day. New Year's Eve is New there Year's Eve. also. I just feel like in that time in between those holidays is very festive, even when there's not a holiday going yeah. on. Throw this one on between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Throw I this would, one on to like get I ready for the holiday season, I would love to watch folks. this one during the holiday season. If I had known that this is when that was said, we would have thrown it in there. I know. I've, but I didn't know. I saw this many, many years ago, and I didn't remember. It could remember. have been set whenever, but now we yeah. know. It would have been know. a lot of Meg Ryan for the end. But I'm glad we did it now. Yeah. We also were excited to realize that the three Meg Ryan films that we're watching for the podcast, we've watched in chronological order. True. When Harry Met Sally, Sleep is in Seattle, and then we'll finish up with You've Got Mail. So soon. So soon. A couple weeks from now. Get ready. Get pumped. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. Would you watch this movie again? Uh, 110%. I'm going to start watching this year round. Into the rotation. Yes. Yes, I'm so into it. After this year, after this podcast, will I ever want to watch a rom-com again? Probably. Yeah, I love probably. Them. Uh, where do you think they are now? Great question. What happens after the film? They walk off into okay. the elevator holding hands. What's next? I feel like this movie gives you the least to work with of all the movies we've yes. watched so far. Do they stay together? If they stay together, where do they live? They meet in the middle in Oklahoma. <laughs> Baby, why don't you just meet me in the... Middle. Thanks, Mary Morris. You're welcome. Um, no, he's not moving to Oklahoma. Is he gonna like uproot his kid again? Because originally, Sam and Jonah lived in Chicago and then had to make a change after his wife died, and like he brings him them to Seattle. He just couldn't handle seeing Wrigley Field after his wife died. So now he's gonna uproot his kid's life again to move to Baltimore. His kid, Baltimore, Maryland. His kid who now has a (laughs) A like best friend. friend named Jessica. I mean, I bet Meg Ryan would change her mind no, she, yeah, and move maybe. to Seattle. She know. said that early on in the film before she even before she even like knew how much she loved him. I mean, um, are they going to do that right away? Do you think they'll like do a little long distance, make sure they're actually compatible before they change their lives? I feel like lives? it'll be the parents and the mediator. You know how uh, this is a very weird reference. I don't remember any of the plot okay, of that, those so, books except so that she Suze's, falls in love with a ghost. Yeah, so Suze's mom, like they live on the East Coast mm-hmm. and her mom meets her stepdad like on the West Coast and they long-term date for a while hmm. and then they eventually move out West. Oh, so maybe it's like that. Yeah. My real question, so we know like Walter's going to be fine, but when they meet on the Empire State Building, isn't Tom Hanks still with that woman? Yeah, he's What's in a relationship Victoria? with Victoria. What the fuck is he was say supposed to Victoria? Well, he was supposed to go uh, on a special one night Holiday Inn stay with Victoria to fuck, as he says. <laughs> he's like, it's the 90s. Nobody's getting laid. I'm getting laid this he, weekend. So he flies across the country to rescue yeah. his child who's just left. Who's <laughs> flown off by himself because Jessica's 
flight attendant travel agent parents yeah are able to get them a ticket he just then meets meg ryan on the top of the eiffel tower (laughs) (laughs) at one point we were looking at a window you're like "Mm, the eiffel tower (laughs) it was the chrysler building um so they meet they hold hands they go down an elevator to their future they get back to seattle what the fuck do you tell victoria are you like hey victoria Sorry, I met the love of my life. I've never met I mean, her. I've never had a conversation with her. Basically, what Meg Ryan did to Bill Pullman, I feel like Victoria will be more upset about it, but <sighs> she really sprung it on him in New York. But he felt the distance was happening. He I know. says to her at one point, he's like, I feel like you've been gone but they, and now you're back. They were engaged. Like, Victoria and Tom weren't engaged. They I haven't know. even smushed yet. That's true. Like, I would be pissed. She's fine. She <laughs> clearly knows that the kid doesn't like her. That's true. So, he really doesn't. That's the best part. Oh, yeah. Jonah. He makes a lot of great faces. There's gifs of that on the internet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like they could stay together, potentially. They'd have to figure out where to live, though. It's magic enough that I think it will happen. Yeah, I believe it's it. very strongly implied that they are, like, soulmates meant to be. Yeah. Speaking of all these fun trope words, let us throw them out there. You want to do it? Yeah. Want to dive in? Should we say it together? <gasps> okay. <gasps> Let's try it. Talking tropes. That was bad, but we did it. <laughs> we'll you, get better. You, you give it a try, you see what happens, and you move mix on Mix it from up, there. mix it up. I'm going to do these first. I'm going to throw Oh, you're fun. Some, Mia. They're not so much tropes, but it's a motif. Mia saw some great motifs in this film. Share them, bud. So this is how you know I really like this movie. Because after I got home, I went on, like, Tumblr and the internet and, like, scrolled through a bunch of GIFs and memes and, like, articles, read them all, and noticed over the course of all of these things that... At the beginning of the movie, follow along with me, folks. I'm following along. Meg Ryan has a conversation with her mom about how her mom knew that she and her dad were going to be in love forever because when they were holding hands, she couldn't tell. Hold my hand. <laughs> she couldn't, Is nope. there magic nope, when we nope, hold nope. hands? She couldn't tell whose hand was whose anymore, which <laughs> very confusing. Very confusing. A man hand versus a lady <laughs> hand is very different. So... That happened. Then on the radio, when um, Tom is explaining to the fake radio doctor how he knew he'd love his wife, that he was helping her get out of a car, and when they held hands, that he knew. It was like a moment. And then, cut to the very end of the movie, and that's how Meg Ryan, they like hold hands, and he's like, shall we go? And when they touch hands, it, there it is. It's all in the hands. It's not going to be a trope for every movie, but it's definitely it. a trope for this movie. Which leads into the very first trope, which is a grand gesture a on grand the Empire gesture. State Building where they hold hands. The most romantic place in the world. They fly across the country there. Meg yeah. Ryan dumps Bill Pullman on Valentine's Day yeah. after, after, let a me tell you. dinner at 30 Rock. He's bought Dom Perrier champagne, Perignon. Yeah. <laughs> I said it wrong, too, just like Bill did at the beginning of the there film. Uh, he had his mother's beautiful wedding ring I resized know. for her. They picked out China for the registry together at, at Tiffany's. Tiffany's. He's like the perfect man, and she dumps like, him I gotta for a stranger. Go. Tom Hanks is over there. So, what are you But do? listen, Bill Pullman didn't want her to settle, so... Really, the grand gesture should be Bill Pullman's in this film because he lets yes, her go without lets a fight. Her go. Two points. Do you think Bill Pullman and Victoria could get together? No, I wanted to get together with Bill Pullman. Okay, okay. No, it's me. Okay, okay. Um, I added these in even though we said no at the time. But I feel like there's a little misunderstanding, mistaken identity with Jonah's male. 
Because oh. he mails her, and she and thinks, they think that it's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, Sam. which is very confusing because it's clearly written by an eight-year-old. Yeah, and there's like a little subterfuge, you know, like because uh, her best friend Rosie O'Donnell sends the letter right. without her consent. So like that's all mail con. You know, what would Matt, Matt, Officer Matt say? My dad's a post officer. Hey, Dad, you're not listening. What's he up? He thinks these are too long. That's true. So it I feel should like have ended there. five minutes ago for him. They're not very strong tropes, but they're, it's like a little bit there. There's okay. a sprinkling. There's a dusting. Which is a great Frost segue <laughs> into the magic. It's magic. It's fate. It's destiny. Yeah, That's I a lot of so. sparkle there for that one. She peels an apple just like his dead wife peels an apple. And you really, know, that's how you know. That's you how you know your soulmate. <laughs> that's how you know. Enchanted. She's perfect. Meg Ryan, she's playing a she's playing a rom com heroine again. Yes, she is. It's true. She's the ideal rom com. Maybe what I mean when I'm looking for an it's perfect is I'm looking for it's Meg Ryan. Mm. Does this person remind me of Meg Ryan in rom com? Mm. If yes, then mm. she's perfect. That's true. You know? Yeah. There's like how I look for Hugh Grant and all the leading men. Mm. But they've never been in one together because Not they would combust. But they have been in one movie together. I looked what? it up on the Oracle of Bacon. Do you know the Oracle of Bacon? I'm about to blow your oh, goddamn oh, about Kevin mind. Bacon. It shows you the amount yeah, yeah, of steps yeah, yeah, yeah. away from oh, Kevin know. Bacon yeah, to seven someone degrees else. from Kevin Bacon. Right, but there's a a generator that's wow. IMDb based. That's that great. Put so if you need to know in. how many steps apart two actors are, go to the Oracle of Bacon. Hit them up. So what were they in together? Some weird historical fiction nonsense. I'm gonna look Matt it up Ryan while did you talk fiction? about. Quirky okay, BFFs. quirky BFFs. We got quirky BFFs by the buck of full. Very beginning of the movie, we start out and we see that Tom Hanks' sister and uh, brother-in-law, Victor Garber and uh, Rita Wilson, vice versa, yes. are quirky BFFs. They come to comfort him in his time of need. They come out and visit and talk about this whole radio thing that's happened to him. Uh, she thinks that... Rita Wilson is Tom's girlfriend when they embrace. Yes, because she's because the same type of hair. That's the only person you can embrace. Yes, only that. And then also uh, her best friend is Rosie O'Donnell, who is also her editor. Rosie O'Donnell. Who knew she could be such a delight in a film? I did. I feel like I haven't seen any other real movies with her. Really? Yeah. Never watched Harriet the Spy? Mm, I must have, but I don't recall she's it very. a couple of things I feel like I, I enjoyed that. her in. I used to watch her talk show when I was a child. Mm. I loved the Koosh Ball. Mm. I don't know what that is. Oh, she like used to like fling a koosh ball into the audience, the audience members, and she had like koosh. It was like oh, all fun. koosh all the time. Do you know what a koosh ball is? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, maybe I was explaining the wrong part of that. No, act, I knew so. what a koosh ball is, but I just didn't understand the context of what she used a koosh ball in. Internet. I mean, internet. Listeners, if you don't know what a koosh ball is, look, look it, it up, up on the internet. Get yourself Wait, a koosh ball. She's in the one with, with Robert Downey Jr. Yes, it's a 17th yes, century medical I've seen this movie. exploited by a king. It's very weird. We were talking about the movie that Meg Ryan and Hugh Grant were in together, by the way. I think he's just a bit part because he's not in the poster. Yeah. So it's very it's a very weird movie. It Um, won two Academy Awards. Anywho, there's a time in my life where I watched every Robert Downey Jr. movie because my sister and my mom love him. There you go. He's great. RDJ. What about disposable fiance? Yes, Bill Pullman, the best disposable fiancé of all, though he yes. gets his comeuppance in a future film called While You Were Sleeping. From Sleepless to Sleeping. Yay! Boop, boop, boop. Bill. I should watch that one again. <sighs> if only. Give it all up for love, potentially. I mean, one of them's going to have to move. Depending on what future you want for them. Yeah. 
New York, New York, baby. Start the spreading. pinnacle romantic moment. Spread news. Spread the news. The city. Spread it like butter on a piece of toast. We don't know what bridge they went over. We don't know what airport they went to. Nope. It's all unclear. But they were in New York. So We've got that's for sure. Thaw your cold, cold heart widower edition. Yeah. He doesn't think he could ever fall in love the way he did the first time. Yeah. It doesn't lightning doesn't strike twice, mm. one might say. Love him, you don't even know him. Yeah, she flies across the country because she heard this man's voice on the radio and thought it, he was her soulmate. It's Good a bit more ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be worried about you? I'm just kidding. I'm just concerned now. It's been a long She's day, got a but... backstory that I don't... She's got a tragic backstory I don't know about. Well, Tom Hanks does, too. It's true. His wife is dead. Yeah. She comes back as a ghost, though. Yes. We've got our first ghost sighting. We do. It's our first ghost sighting. Or is it not first ghost She's sighting? not really a ghost. She's just... It's the sort of vision of her. <laughs> I think it might be a ghost. I don't think it was a ghost. Okay. He was in Seattle, so, like, did her ghost follow them? Yes. Ghosts can fly, Samantha. <laughs> did they fly in the airplane with her? Yeah. How she did she know? The airplane. How she did goes. she know where they went? How does your heart know anything? <laughs> yeah. Think on that. Give that a little think. <laughs> oh my god. Before we go to the fun fact corner, give that a little bit of a think. Okay. I'll think about it. Okay. Do we have? I think we have a couple of fun things to share. We do. All right. Let's share them. Thing number one that we sort of touched upon, yep. but I'm going to touch upon it touch again. Touch upon it again. Is that during one scene, Meg Ryan is listening to like a best of the call-in people mm-hmm. to the radio station where she rehears Sleepless in Seattle. Um, but she also hears Disappointed in Denver, which is Nora Ephron telling a sad little tale. Yeah. Nora herself. May she rest in peace. R. I R. love P. Nora Ephron. She's God. great. Uh, something I found interesting is that um, they've been trying to make a musical adaptation of this film. For a um, while. Since like 2009, yeah. I think they've been working on it. And Mia found an update on this. They may do it. If they don't do it by the end of this year, they'll lose the rights to it. And so they're working on it for the West End in the United Kingdom in London. Why they would put this together for London? You know where they sometimes, you know preview plays before they go on broadway sure seattle yeah why wouldn't they do this in In seattle Seattle. if they're listening try somewhere in the united states so that i can come see this lupus in seattle please well there was a musical that they previewed in seattle what was it diana aladdin Aladdin. previewed in seattle oh okay at one point um there were Nora Ephron, may she rest in peace, fired a child from this film. Tom Hanks wouldn't name names, but says there was a different actor who was playing Jonah. Um, But she got rid of him. There was lots of different alternate actors for the roles in this film. Dennis Quaid, Mm -hmm. uh, Natasha Richardson Mm -hmm. went on to do The Parent Trap together. We're going to watch The Parent Trap next year in 2020. I'm making it happen. I watched parts of it last night. Ugh, Samantha. Small children. Tricking people, airplanes, it's all there. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rom-com. It's also um, just fun to point out that this movie was a huge commercial success. Jurassic it made Park? over $227 weekend. million worldwide. Yeah, it came out the same weekend as Jurassic Park, and it still was like number two or three in the box the office. The rom-com that couldn't be stopped. Which is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, if you look on the internet, you'll find that some people have some very... Uh, Scathing things to say. Yes. There's a whole BuzzFeed article that... 
to be fair, does kind of make sense, and I see where they're coming from. But we, uh, I just got I got the good heebie-jeebies from this one. Yeah. It's Despite interesting. Its flaws. Uh, Mia sent me an article about Bill Pullman when he was mm. doing filming for Casper, <laughs> um, but talked Casper. about how initially when he was pitched oh, Sleepless in Seattle, uh, he thought it was going to be more of a Philadelphia story vibe, uh, which is with Catherine Hepburn and Jimmy oh, Stewart Carrie Grant and Cary Grant, too. and it's more of a like a, a threes company um, kind of vibe in there. And um, it, so like, there was supposed to be more, like, spoofs and goofs, like, comedic mm-hmm. back and forth, like, sort of different men facing off against each other. But Walter really never, like, had a chance in this no, movie. They didn't give did him not. his due. He was too allergic to wheat and strawberries and not cold salmon. But, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? It's fine. Okay. Put this one in the bag. Pew. Is that our new thing we're saying? We're putting it in a bag? <laughs> Where else would you like to put it? In a box. In a box, inside of a box, inside of another box. And, and I'll smash, smash it with a hammer. Down. Thank you. What's Name next week that on reference. the pod? Next week next on, week the, on pod. the pod, we're going to watch um, Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> it's a great Starring film. Starring John Goodman. <laughs> um, that other guy. David and Spade. a bunch of other people as llamas. <laughs> There's only one llama in the film. I know, but I was just going on with the silliness. Okay. So, well, I hope you'll tune in to The Emperor's New Groove. Yep. Next week on You Rock Complete Me. Just kidding. We're going to watch uh, to have another twofer. Not a hufer, though. Just a twofer. So we're watching two films that are related to each other. The first one is A Shop Around the Corner. Ah. A 1940 film. That wow. is the precursor to one of my most favorite rom-coms of all time, the 1998 film, You've Got Mail. AOL reference. Dated already. I know. I love it. I know. You do love it. So we're going to watch these two next week. Yep. I've never seen A Shop Around the Corner. Me either. Um, Meg Ryan is in the other one. We'll yes. just tie everything Mia together. Mia has seen You've Got Mail. I have. If and you I haven't have. figured it out by now from all the... Scathing remarks. Yeah. It's not that I so don't rude. like You've Got Mail. It's just that I don't like it a lot. Maybe Do I crush the things that you love? You could. But I don't. But why not? Because I don't want to. That's how we express because love. Because if you love something, <laughs> I want you to love it. I can express scathing remarks upon you in other respects. Fine. Your tie-dye shirt has a mark of brown <laughs> upon the shoulder, and it's very ugly. Oh, wow. All right, that's your She's opinion. looking at her shoulder. There's nothing there. By the way, you can't see us right now, but we're watching. Imagine. We're wearing tie-dye shirts. That we both made at the library. Yes, we did. Go to your local library, folks. There's fun abound. Sometimes they do tie-dye. Anyway, so that's next week on the pod. Yeah. Oh, I'll read you a little synopsis. <clears throat> so, first up, the shop around the corner. Here's the synopsis. Two employees at a gift shop can barely stand each other without realizing that they are falling in love through the post as each other's anonymous pen pal. Wow. Sounds like you've got mail. So, tune in for Tuesday's episode and then we'll tell you about you've got mail on on Tuesday. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the description for yeah, you about yeah, mail yeah. on Tuesday. They know that they'll get to see it on Thursday. All right. Before we go, Samantha, one final question for you. Did Sleepless in Seattle rom complete you? Completely. She touched her heart. 
She went through her skin it and touched her heart it with her bare hands. completed me. How about you, Mia? Same. I have been reading a lot of articles about it. You have That's been. how you know it sucked me right in and cut to the core of me. Yeah, we spent a very nice morning having breakfast and watching yes. this movie before work. So yes. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what else mm-hmm. can you ask for in nothing, life? Nothing. Nothing else. Where can they find us on the internet, Mia? The email is youromcompleteme at gmail.com. The Instagram and Twitter where you should follow us and like all of our things is at romcompleteme, no you. And we follow the tag, hashtag youromcompleteme. Sure, we look at it sometimes. If you want to. I do. I never look at it. No one ever tags us. I've done it once. (laughs) Okay. Um, Before, before we go, go, go. Oh, my God. I want to give a special shout out to our friend. Mr. Gall. <laughs> his name is Douglas. He signed the card Douglas, so I guess we can call him by his first yeah. name now. Long story short, extra synopsis time. Oh, my God. We had an intern. Her name is April. What's up, April, if you listen to the pod? April is great. So April's dad, Mr. Gall, brings us a treat from their trip to London. He follows the pod. He brought us a Horse and Hound magazine. If you remember, Horse and Hound magazine is what Hugh Grant pretended to write for in Notting Hill. Hill. Saw the Horse and Hound, thought of us, purchased it for £2.99. Wrapped it up. Wrapped it and gave it to us. And brought it to us us at the library. So we love love fan treats. I know. This is our first fan gift. This is great. I'm so excited. Oh, no. Sorry. Our first fan gift was the mugs from Tori. Oh, that's true. Tori, loving the mug. Use it. Probably should wash it. I haven't used the mini one yet, but I'm going to. So thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift. In it for the gift. I can't (laughs) wait to read all about the horses and hounds and how they feel about the rom-coms. A vet expert says on the cover... When treatment is not in your horse's best interest. So when you should kill your horse? (gasps) Is that what we're going to learn about? Yes, we are. Anyway. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll tune in next week. And we'll see you then. That's it. Bye. Bye.